it's not like we need the biggest piece of the pie to really make our dreams happen and make a sustainable living. We just need to carve out just a little corner, a little nugget of what is available to us. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon. If you found yourself here, it means you are ready to unleash the powerful visionary that lives inside you, turning you into an authentic leader who creates influence, impact, and change. Let's get started. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. Today, we are back with some of your biggest and best Q&As for me. So a couple of months ago, I sent out an email to my email list asking what their biggest frustrations were when it came to growing and scaling. And I got a ton of responses because I wanted to be able to take those questions and deep dive in them with you here on the podcast. And so that's what we are doing today. Now, the first one that I did was a couple of months ago. It was back in October. And if you want to go back and listen to that episode, you can. It was on October 18th. It was the content strategy Q&A. And I focused a lot on content with that one. Today, I want to focus more on growth and specifically like how to grow, the pain points when it's coming to grow. And I've pulled out some really good I think common challenges that a lot of you have that we're going to be diving into today. So with that, let's get started. Okay. So first up is one that I feel I hear a lot. And this actually came from Lindsay Askins, who's a photographer at the Lindsay Askins Collective. And she said that when it comes to growing her brand, her biggest challenge or frustration is the ridiculous amount of marketing options that exist today. And which one will have the most ROI? It seems it changes weekly. And I feel like this is one that is really, really common because we are constantly thrown you know, in front of us different avenues and ways to grow, to market ourselves, to build visibility, to create impact, all of the things. And you really do have to be thinking about which one will really bring the most ROI, especially when it feels like we're getting shiny new objects thrown at us all the time. So when it comes to this, I really like to focus less on what is being thrown at me from a marketing perspective and more about what is my goal? And I think that that's really where you need to start, Lindsay, or anyone that is relating to this. The first step with anything is you have to ask yourself, what is the goal? What is the goal of a marketing option that I have? What is the goal of creating the content? What is my goal of creating more impact or visibility? What is the goal in me launching this thing? What is the goal in me wanting to do this thing? You have to get really clear on what your goal is first. And that clarity is actually going to allow you to figure out which market option may be the best for you. I think that where we get overwhelmed and where we get confused is when we don't really have clarity around what our goals are and really what our in-game desire is. And so when we have a bunch of stuff thrown at us, it feels very overwhelming. And I'll give you an example. So let's say that someone was, and this happens to me all the time, you know, people slide into my DMs all the time and they're like, do you need help with sales? We can help you sell more. Do you need help with, you know, closing in your DMs? Do you need help with, you know, social sellers? Do you need help with closers? And the thing is, is because I'm clear on my goal, I know that I don't need that. And so they could be marketing me that option all day long. But because I'm clear that I don't need a sales team right now, I don't need social sellers. I don't need people to help me close in my DMs. I don't even have to focus on that. And so that's something like as a quick example, I can give you another one. I hear this a lot of like, hey, do you want to grow on Pinterest? Do you need help with Pinterest growth? Do you need help with being seen more on Pinterest? And for me right now, that's just not a top priority. It's not a goal of mine. It doesn't mean that growth on Pinterest 
wouldn't potentially be helpful for my business and brand, it doesn't mean that, that that's not a viable way to market yourself, but that's not something that for my business right now is a goal. So I can move those things out of the way. So I think it's about once you're clear on what your goal is and what in fact you may need in order to support that goal, the less ridiculous the amount of marketing options that are thrown at you actually feel because you're able to really kind of put blinders on and focus on really is what is going to move the needle for you most. Wanted to pop in with some exciting news. Applications are now open for my six-month mastermind that starts in January of 2024. The six-month mastermind is designed for experienced entrepreneurs, content creators, and online coaches aiming to elevate their brands to the pinnacle of success. Now, this is not just like any mastermind. This is a true transformative journey that takes you beyond mere acceleration to achieve ultimate brand mastery. If you are someone who has hit that six-figure level and you are ready to expand to multi-six or seven-figure heights while elevating your brand and visibility, this is for you. You can head to juliesolomon.net slash mastermind to get all of the details and to read some transformative testimonials from past members. You will not want to miss this opportunity if you are feeling the itch or even if you're just curious, go to juliesolomon.net slash mastermind for all the details. The next one comes from Rebecca. And Rebecca has been in business for at least three years. And she says, what is frustrating for me is that I have plateaued after 10 years, no growth, no sponsors, just my ad revenue keeping me going. Now, I don't have a lot of context here because I don't know what Rebecca does for a living. I don't know what she means by sponsors. I don't know what she means by ad revenue, but I really don't need all of those details to at least hopefully give Rebecca some direction if she's listening today on where this frustration may be coming from and how to really overcome this plateau. So for any of you, if you are seeing a plateau, whether it's been a month or 10 years and you're not seeing growth, you're not seeing any revenue coming in, you're not seeing any other people wanting to join forces with you, that is always a 100% clear indication that people are currently not seeing the value in what it is that you're offering. That what you're putting out there is not what they're wanting or needing right now, which is why you are in a plateau. And really, I don't even believe in plateaus. I believe that we're either growing or we're declining. We're growing or we're dying. We're going up or we're going back down. And so the only way to ensure that you are growing is that you are showing up and you are providing your community and your audience and your buyer exactly what it is that they want to need from you. And the way in which you know if you're not doing that is by not growing, by not having those sponsors, by plateauing, and by just having this one revenue stream that is keeping you going. Now, here is where I think there is a positive, Rebecca. You said here that you just have your ad revenue that is keeping you going, which means you are generating ad revenue. So I would be really curious as to what is allowing you to currently get ad revenue? I don't know if you mean that you're getting some ad revenue on a blog due to blog traffic or if this is ad revenue on a podcast, but there's some kind of traffic that you're getting that is consistent enough for you to get ad revenue from. So what I would do is get really curious about what's happening here and is there a way that I could double down my energy and my efforts here to actually scale this out? Is this is there some area or something that I am doing well enough here that I could actually unlock and take to the next level. And that's really what, for any of you that may be experiencing this, it is that twofold of first getting really clear on where you're not growing 
And these are the areas that you either need to drop or to strengthen, right? Because you're clearly not providing, not that you're not providing value, but people aren't seeing, they're not connecting with, they're not relating to the value in which you're providing. And so it's an energetic mismatch and you're missing the mark. Or is there something that may be keeping you floating that you could actually really start to nurture in a more intentional way and really grow and allow that to flourish. So those are really the two things that you want to work on. Now for the next one. And I don't have a name here, but they did say that they were a nutrition coach. And this person said, what is frustrating me is this is so many variables to work on. Having a great product is not enough. So what I want to talk about here with this idea is you're right. Having a great product is not enough. But that also doesn't mean that you don't have to have a great product. <laughs> Having a great product is just the first step. You have to have a great product, and then you also have to equally be able to have great marketing and great sales strategy in order to sell that product and get it in front of the people who need it the most. You got to think about it in that way. And also, it can, again, feel very overwhelming that there's so many different variables to work on. But really, if you think about it, there's just three things that you need to focus in on if you're wanting to take a product and you're and you wanting, wanting to sell it. You A, have to have an offer, which is the product or service that you're selling. B, you have to have someone to sell it to, which are your prospects. And then C, you have to have your sales and marketing dialed in. That's it. That's really when you get down to the core root of it, those are the variables. So it's not many variables. It's just three. You need to have a great product. You need to have prospects who are ready and willing to pay you for that product. And you need to make sure that you have your marketing and your messaging and your sales dialed in. That way they see the value and what it is that you're offering and they want to pay you for it. So those are the three things that you need to really hone in on. So you're right. It's not just about having the offer. It's also about having the right prospects, the right people, and having that marketing and that messaging dialed in. So typically, if you're not seeing the sales that you want or the growth that you want, it's usually one of three things. You either don't have the right product or it needs to be bettered. It's not a great product yet. Two, you don't have the right people in your world, in your community that actually want what it is that you're selling. So you have to do some repositioning and remarketing to call in and attract the prospects who actually want what it is that you're selling. Or three, you haven't mastered the skill set of marketing, sales, and messaging enough to actually see consistent growth in sales. It's usually just one of those three things. Most of the time, it's not the product. People think that it is, but it's not. Most of the time, it's the marketing strategy. People just aren't strong in that suit and they need to strengthen that muscle. And they're not selling to their ideal buyers. And so they've got to, again, work on positioning and messaging to call in those people who actually want what it is that they're selling. But that's it. And the way that we figure out what it is, is that we work on those things one at a time. You don't want to go and change all three of those things at once because then you're not going to know which one moved the needle. You want to go and you want to test one at a time. Is it the product? Is it the prospect? Or is it the sales and marketing? And those are really the only variables that you need to be focusing on. Everything else is just noise. So hopefully that helps. As creators, we often don't have a huge team to build our business, but that doesn't mean that we have to do it alone. Kajabi gives you all the tools that you need to build a profitable business. Kajabi is your all-in-one platform for digital products. 
designed for creators to create, market, and sell their digital content, no matter your niche. Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. Now, there is a reason why Kajabi has been the go-to place for over a decade for so many creators. And you guys know how much I love data. You hear me talk about it all the time on this podcast, the importance of analytics. With Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates. With Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates, all built in. The best part? You don't need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $6 billion. Now we know that running a small business is no feat, but our friends at JustWorks are here to make it a whole lot easier for us. JustWorks software automates HR for both employees and admins. As a reliable and flexible platform, JustWork earns back time so you can focus on running your business with big confidence. Signing up is a breeze. In just 30 minutes, you can set up payroll that streamlines paying your team, saves time, and mitigates errors. And it's desktop and mobile friendly. Plus, you can get ready to pay yourself and your amazing team in as little as two business days. That is the kind of speed and efficiency that we need as small businesses. You can even integrate time tracking and benefits that support running your small business with ease. Don't miss your chance to get one month free by visiting justworks.com influencer. Secure the limited time offer and start letting JustWorks run your payroll so you don't have to. Start your free month now at justworks.com influencer. On to our next one. This one comes from Erica, and she is an independent contractor, and she says that what is frustrating for her is finding clientele who can understand valuable time and its pricing. Ooh, 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 this is a juicy one. So Erica, it doesn't sound like that you have a finding clientele problem because obviously you're having people that are coming to you, but they're not understanding the valuable time and your pricing which means that you're like, okay, I need to go and find the right people, right? And that could be the case to some degree. You need to call in, again, the people that want to happily pay you for your products and services. But from my lens and view, Erica, this sounds like it's more of a sales problem on your side than a clientele problem. It sounds like where you need to strengthen your muscle is understanding how to position yourself as someone of value to where the time and the pricing excuse becomes obsolete. And this is where you need to get so clear on what is it that you specialize in? Because people don't find generalists valuable and they're never going to pay, you know, a premium price or or even any kind of competitive price for someone who is just a jack of all trades. But you will always pay 
premium and consistently for someone who specializes in something. So to me, this sounds like you have to get more clear on what is it that you specialize in and are you effectively articulating the value of that specialty to your clientele so much so that they understand the value of it. That is our responsibility as the sellers, as the marketers, as the people that have the offers to the buyer. It is not the buyer's responsibility to find the value in our time and pricing. It is our responsibility to position the value of our time and pricing in a way in which they see it as valuable. So my advice to you, Erica, would be to really start to work on a lot of your sales strategy, to start understanding how to sell with more confidence, with more conviction, to really start getting clear on the value that you bring to the table and why that is so unique to you, which again, makes you a valuable player in your field and in your niche, because that's when you become a leader in your niche. That's when you become a specialist. That's when you become someone that is really unique that someone wants to pay you know, time and money for. And so focus in on that because we can't change the clientele's thoughts, but we can change how we're showing up and how we're positioning our offer and the value in which we bring. On to our last one today. This one comes from Liz Lopez, who's in the media space. And she says that for her, what is frustrating is learning how to market myself as a digital media has been proving to be a bigger challenge than I anticipated. I've worked for other brands and businesses and marketing them is relatively easy. While I know how to sell myself, but somehow marketing on the digital platform for my own brand has proven new challenges and stuck a feeling of being compared to marketing for others. Okay, so I feel like this is very, very common. There's a couple of things here. One, there's the digital platform piece, which I want to talk about. And then the other one is this idea of like, I know how to sell and market and support other people, but I can't really do it for myself. So let's first talk about the digital platform piece. So it sounds like, and I'm not for sure, but from what you've said, Liz, it sounds like you maybe in a previous life were not in the digital lens and now you're, you are. So you're basically trying to take what you do and market it on a digital platform. And I first want to say that you are right, Liz. The digital marketing platform is its own beast. It's its own game. And I think a lot of times people will get into digital landscape thinking like, oh, well, I've spent my entire life in sales, so this should be easy. Or, you know, I have a background in marketing and PR, so this should be easy without really taking into account that the digital landscape has its own plethora of navigation of rules, of the way in which it works. Now, I am a firm believer in the foundation of anything, right? The foundation of sales, the foundation of advertising, the foundation of marketing never goes away. There are some foundational universal principles that we can all live by. However, the digital space, just like any space, it's going to have its nuances. It's going to have its own flavors. It's going to have its own way of doing things. And something that is really unique about the digital landscape, because it is such a growing market, is that it is constantly evolving and it is constantly changing. And that's why it is so important for all of us to really, again, hone in on what it is that we specialize and start to really carve out and make a name for ourselves and get that little piece of the pie in this greater massive landscape. 
This is a multi-billion dollar landscape. It is not going anywhere anytime soon. It just keeps getting bigger. It just keeps growing, which means that there's more opportunities available for all of us. It's not like we need the biggest piece of the pie to really make our dreams happen and make a sustainable living. We just need to carve out just a little corner, a little nugget of what is available to us. And so I think that first it's about just embracing and honoring the fact that the digital landscape is its own thing and really doing what you need to do, Liz, to understand the digital world more cohesively, more introspectively, really holistically understanding it from the inside out. And this is where, you know, investing in you know, things like courses and programs and conferences and, you know, listening to podcasts and and doing all of that stuff as it pertains to the digital landscape and digital media will support you. That's what I did when I first got started. I did not come from the digital landscape either, but I just entrusted myself into it. And I learned absolutely everything that I could learn about it as it related to my goals and what it is that I wanted to do. So for me, that was course creation, that was creating a podcast, that was content creation, creating on social media, those things I really just sunk my teeth into and made sure that I learned everything that I possibly could and also allowed myself to be adaptable. I think that that's another big thing, that if we refuse to be adaptable, if we refuse to change, that is when we get left in the dust. That is when we get left behind. And that is when it makes it so much harder to crawl out of that hole when we are just resisting what is the ever evolution and adaptability of this online media digital landscape. So that is the first thing, just really understanding it from a holistic view. It's kind of like, you know, a doctor that wanted to to just decide to change careers and become a dentist. It's not really the same thing. So for the doctor to say, oh, well, I went to medical school, so I know how to, you know, be a dentist now. It's like, well, not really. You're going to have to learn the landscape of what it means to now be this, even though you may have some understanding of the medical field. And so I think that that's how we have to really look at it as people that maybe came from a marketing or sales or advertising background. Okay. So that's the first piece. The second piece that you mentioned is, you know, I've worked for other people marketing them and it's relatively easy, but when it comes to me, I can't do it or it's harder. Maybe like I could do it, but I can't figure it out. And so this is kind of that idea of like the cobbler's son has no shoes, right? It's so much easier for us to do things for others, but when it's time for us to really, you know, put the pedal to the metal and make it happen, it can be more challenging. And I think that this comes from not a lack of understanding, not a lack of experience, not even a lack of vocation or expertise. This all comes from my experience mindset. This is where we start to fall into the comparison trap. This is when we start to get lost into in in analysis paralysis and perfection and all of these mindset related dramatic things that actually keep us stuck from really showing up and sharing and growing into our true potential. And the fact that you have been able to prove to yourself, Liz, that you do actually know what you're doing because you've been able to do it successfully for other people. Like, you know that you're brilliant. You know that you know how to do this, but there's something about you doing it for yourself, psychologically, emotionally, that is keeping you from really being able to go there. And so that's when you have to really start to root into the mind drama. Why are you making it so much harder for yourself? Or what are you making up and telling yourself that you can't do or that you don't know or that you can't achieve? But 
somehow magically you know how to do it for other people and really getting to the root of what that is. And then again, just going back to that idea that I've mentioned a lot today that is like, what is the goal? Like, what is the goal for Liz Lopez in the media space when it comes to digital media? When she closes her eyes and she thinks about how she's serving, how she's showing up, the products and services that she's creating, how she's navigating the space, how she's carving out that little nugget of domination that is only uniquely hers that she specializes in. What does that look like? What does that feel like? What are her, what are her clients look like? And really getting clear on what those goals are and what that looks like for you. And I promise you that is really the compass that will navigate you to those next steps. And it allows us to stop being so self-focused and really start focusing more on the service and why we are doing what it is that we say that we want to do. And that's when it really comes back to Liz, like your greater why. Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to be in the digital landscape in the first place? Why do you want to market yourself here? You know, why do you see this as your next step of growth and really getting clear on those whys. And that will definitely support you and serve you to that next level. Okay, my friends. So that was our quick fire Q&A today. I hope some of that was in service for you as we are approaching this new year and getting primed and ready to go. I think the most important thing when it comes to frustrations is really just remembering that, that it's all a mirror, right? Like it's all just something that is really trying to show us what is on the other end of that? What is something that could be bettered? How am I maybe sabotaging myself? What is essential here? What would it take for me to actually get what it is that I want? Because it's all available to us, especially in this online landscape. And as long as we can just allow ourselves to really start marketing and branding in a way that feels good, really getting that clear distinction on what feels right, what doesn't, what looks good for us, what feels like it's in flow, because that those things all play a giant role role and how we're showing up, even how we're getting stuck and how we can help ourselves get unstuck to start taking those next steps. So if today's conversation or Q&A, should I say, was of service to you, I would love to hear from you. You know what to do if you've been listening to this podcast for a while. You just screenshot today's episode, tag me at Joel Solomon on Instagram. Let me know your biggest takeaway. You can also leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you love to listen or if you're watching this on YouTube and let me know what your takeaways are are there because I love to hear from you first off, of course. And then second, just hear what's resonating with you. Hear what is helpful for you. Hear what's not helpful for you. Hear what you want to dive more into and you what you want to learn more about because we've got some big things coming for this podcast in 2024. We're going to start with, I don't know if I can announce this yet, but I'm literally in the middle of the sentence. So I guess I'm going to. <laughs> we are going to start going from one episode a week to two episodes a week. We're going to start having one episode a week that is really strategic and really actionable and just consumable and tangible and easy kind of takeaways for you all. And then of course, episodes that are more guest focused or kind of longer form with solo episodes. So we've got some really good stuff coming. And the way in which I make sure that this is really impactful and enough service to you is getting your feedback. So I just want you to know that it doesn't go unwarranted, unviewed, unlistened to. We take all of that feedback and we take it into strong consideration with the content that we create, which is actually why we're going to two episodes next year instead of just one because of a lot of the feedback that we got from our listeners and what it is that they're wanting. So I definitely want to see that either on Instagram or as a review. And with that, my friends, I will see you back next week. Same time, same place. We also have some really good episodes coming up, which is our best of series. So this podcast has been out since 
since 2017, which is crazy to think. And every single year, I think since then, we have done a best of series at the end of the year. And that's where we take our a compilation of our best episodes of the year and we theme them out. So you're going to get to hear the best of the best, all the best nuggets from this last year based on a specific theme that you guys wanted. And those will be dropping starting very, very soon. I think next week or the week after. So my friends, be on the lookout for that. And with that, I will chat with you soon. Same time, same place. As always, thank you so much for joining me today and every week here on the Influencer Podcast. If you're wanting to dive deeper into the topics and discussions that we have here, I would encourage you to head over to juliesolomon.net and sign up for my weekly newsletter. It is in our amazing newsletter community that we are able to really support you on a much larger scale. And I love to do a ton of amazing things that I send inside your inbox every single week. So just head over to juliesolomon.net. You'll see a little spot there that you can add your information in and you will get on the list and start receiving all of that good stuff.